Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Without any doubt, and Dave, you need to chime in before Hauser comes on board. The regular, and among our regulars who we love, and we love Tom, the regular who gives us the most pause about whether he or she will answer the phone, it's Tom Hauser. Is there any doubt about it? I think that's right. The last two times, however, he's been very on top of it. Wow. Have you turned over a new leaf? Is, has something changed, Tom Hauser, who's on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline? I'm a very busy man, Chad, <laughs> as you know. There's a lot yes. of juggling going on in my world. Yes. And especially what kind of juggler are you? Hockey time. It's politics, it's hockey, it's, you know, yeah. I've got a personal Running, life, believe it or not. Drinking. Yeah. Um, are you a, a skillful juggler? Whoa. I stumped him with the question. Are you a skillful juggler? You can't even make it up. You can't make it up. We're just bragging that he finally is answered the phone, and then the phone goes dead. Come on. Is this a movie? I mean, it's not a very good movie. I got that. But seriously, maybe he was so busy, Dave. Yeah, you know you're dialing the phone right now. He was so busy, right? He told us. That all of a sudden something happened, and it was so required that he just hung up the phone on us and, <laughs> and ran it. away. Yes, he's back now. I know, I know. I know. Odyssey has some financial problems, but the phone's been canceled. Or the, the bill not getting paid. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. We don't pay bills here. I mean, that's optional. I mean, we didn't have phone. How long did we not have phones, Dave? A couple of years ago. Was that a couple? couple months it was no no it was just a probably a maybe a week but no I mean, there was significant issues then that went beyond i mean i'm hearing that you're a contender to buy odyssey would you like to confirm or deny that Tom? well i'm not going to deny it i'd like to keep rumors in play whenever i can yes keep your keep name by the way you didn't have a chance to answer my question what kind of juggler are you well, I, according to you, not a very good one because I don't answer the phone half the time. I, so yeah. I'm really not much of a juggler. <laughs> that's, that's true. I can, I right, can let's juggle jump. two things. Three things is a whole other whole level uh, that I'm not that's, at. That's different. Okay, let's jump into a myriad of uh, topics, uh, media-related and legislative-related to the horrifying events of this weekend where two officers and a paramedic were murdered, they were killed, and another officer was shot. Let's start with this media idea, Tom, that we have outlets that are not traditional, long-term, if you want to go with it, mainstream media, who have emerged for a long time. And many of them report things and are accurate, 
Others report things, and there's a fair amount of accuracy. In this case, there was a lot of curiosity for all the valid reasons, but who is this individual who would commit this pure evil? And outlets such as Crime Watch and Alpha News, they were ahead of a WCC radio, a KSTP-TV, a, a, a Star Tribune, a Pioneer Press. You've, you've faced this situation for three decades now. Take me through the basis of your decision-making, KSTP's decision-making, and that's fairly reflective of what, what the mainstream media does and, and how it's, it's different than, than some uh, other outlets, which may be very successful and very, very popular, but just look at it differently. First, let's clarify when you say they were ahead of us. They were ahead of us only in that they were making it public. We had known yep. the name of the individual yes. since early Sunday morning. Uh, but we play by rules that many of these these new outlets don't have to. They don't, in many cases, have to fear lawsuits or repercussions from uh, dealing with law enforcement. In the future, we wait for the medical examiner to confirm facts. Uh, the name of the individual how he or she died, uh, those types of things. Uh, We were not in any way, shape, or form, and this is the most ludicrous thing that I hear, and it's it's infuriating, it's outrageous, it's intellectually dishonest, it's idiotic. People who think we have some reason to protect the identity of a man who shot and killed three first responders. It, It is just ludicrous to think that we would have any motivation whatsoever to do that beyond insulting beyond it's beyond insulting and it's and the people who say it are intellectually dishonest uh they're not particularly bright and it's just amazing to me that they could actually think that and then they'll say oh you're not releasing it because of of the color of the man's skin because in this case he turns out to be black that we're trying to protect him because he's black, because that's what Democrats would do. And they think all of the media is in the back pocket of the Democrats. All of this is just ludicrous fantasy land stuff. And I just get really tired of it. And it's the focus yesterday and much of Sunday is as it should have been was on the memories of these three heroes who were killed in the line of duty. The suspect was dead. He was no longer a threat to anybody in the community. And there's plenty of time to pick apart his criminal background, uh, the fact that he's not supposed to to have guns. In fact, he was banned for life from having guns. Mm -hmm. We knew much of this information on Sunday. We knew it most of the day Monday. They finally released his identity officially through the medical examiner late yesterday, and then we started revealing his name. It's not that we didn't have it. It's that we were playing by long-established rules between the media and law enforcement and how these things are handled. Uh, Bravo. You nailed all of it. What frustrates me is... This idea that, that it's a combination of people who are perpetuating, perpetuating these myths. Some who just are ill-informed. 
okay, who don't understand how you have different parts of, and I'm using air quotes here, the media. Like, I saw a, a, a text to Vanita today saying that no columnist should be allowed to have a job unless they say positive things about Minnesota. That's just not understanding how a columnist works. This is not understanding the traditional way this has been reported. Doesn't mean you have to agree with all of it. You may think changes should be offered up. We can have that debate. So some real informed. The ones who bother me the most, Tom, are those who understand how traditional outlets are reporting this and have, no matter the circumstances, no matter the victims, in this case police officers and a paramedic, so the story resonates even more, but they're doing it to foster their own personal persona. And they're trying to game it to tell you how superior we are to others when they know this is just being done because this is a, the agreed platform. And then the other ones are, and if you disagree with the Democrats, I've laid out reasons that I'm disappointed with the Democrats on certain uh, crime issues multiple times today. That's fine. You're allowed to have that view. But to think that Tom Hauser, the Star Tribune, uh, any WCCO radio, that, oh, no, this might reflect poorly on either political party, so we're going to sit on this story. I mean, how many times have you dropped on the floor? I mean, it, it's, it's, it, there's not a single tidbit of facts to back up that claim. And included in the people that I'm certain you're talking about who shall remain nameless are people who used to work in the very industry that I work in. And they know better, but they do this because they like to fan the flames. And yep. it's counterproductive. Exactly. It's, it's just horrific that these people have so turned to the other side that their whole life revolves around fanning the flames, the distrust of law enforcement, the distrust of the news media, the distrust of the government. It is all ludicrous. They think that somehow we all have this big, vast conspiracy. All of the media outlets in town are in cahoots with each other. Yes, and working together. Government. I mean, half the time, our morning meeting is barely organized, let alone trying to organize all of yes. the media outlets to get together yeah. to be on the same yeah. page along with the government. It is just, it's like I said, it's fantasy land nonsense. It's being spewed by the intellectually lazy who just, you can tell them a little exercise about this because yeah. it really is outrageous, but it's where we are in today's society. And so you just, there's not a lot you can do about it other than, you know, rant and rave like we're doing yeah. now, but respond. It's not going to do and any respond good with passion and facts. It'll be exactly the same tomorrow. These same people yeah. will be fanning the flames for their own personal reasons. And and we're getting text on this topic. I want to pause right here. I want to respond and read some of these texts, give Tom a chance to respond to this. I also want to get in this idea that numerous media outlets, including this radio station, 
that all we've done is vilify cops. All we've done is vilify cops. And another one with Tom, will the legislature react in any way to this particular tragedy? So plenty coming up. If you want to chime in, you can. We don't have to agree. You don't have to agree with us. Uh, Keep some level of respect. And that's how it works. 651-461-9226. Again, 651-461-9226. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Back with Hauser, uh, I'm going to take some of these texts. I'm going to give some of them to Tom. This one, tell me one Republican in your ownership, producer, et cetera. Okay, I couldn't tell you one name of our own ownership of Odyssey if you offer me a million dollars until they went bankrupt and George Soros is in the process of buying a part of the company. I don't know if he has all of it. He has some of it. And here's my level of interest in the ownership. I'm done. I don't care. If you think that I get my marching orders from anyone and then I follow up and whatever they tell me, you have not met me. I'm a stubborn pain in the ass. From the point I was hired at WDGY, I certainly listen to program directors and general managers, and they've always had the ability to fire me, but not one of them from the 19 at the fan or 14 here has ever once, literally once said to me, you need to take this viewpoint or that viewpoint. Never. How about I'll just give you a couple examples here, here at CCO. The first two program directors at CCO, when, well, the second and third, Wendy was leaving. Bob Schomper, Diehard writing. He was the news director and program director for years. Didn't didn't politically agree with me, but never said, you can't talk this, can't talk that. Andy Bloom, more right than Schomper. Never once said, you have to talk that. He would he would he would say, I think this might work, but in the end, leaves it to me. So this idea that uh, ownership, including, and I want Tom to respond to this because Stanley Harvard is very visible, has given money. The idea that Tom has to check with Stanley Hubbard every day when he's going uh, on reports is utterly ridiculous. The first thing that would happen, Tom, if you kept reaching out to him, he changed his number and saying, "Leave me alone. Go do your job." <laughs> you know, I have so much respect for Stan Hubbard, who has really been one of the stalwarts in terms of uh, advocating, giving as much airtime as he can to public policy, regardless of whether it's from the right or the left. He donates to a lot of politicians, uh, mostly Republicans, and he will admit that. But he's also donated to Amy Klobuchar. He's called me before to come up to his office to meet with Amy Klobuchar when she happened to be here on a policy issue, not to tell me to do a story about her, just I, I forget even what it was. It was many years ago. But Stanley Hubbard in all these years 
has never come down and told me, here's how I want you to do a story. Not once, not even, not even close. And he is, he's the only one, the only station in town offers free airtime to every candidate in congressional and statewide races. And you can ask any politician this. They come in and they record two minutes of free airtime, which, as you know, in our business is like, you know, handing them money. Here you go. Yeah, You've got free airtime. Exactly. Democrats, Republicans. All he cares about and all we care about in our newsroom is covering public policy. We do not take sides. The, the proudest I ever am is when people tell me, I've been watching your Ad Issue show for 20-some years. I've been watching you on Channel 5. I have no idea whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. That is the highest compliment I can ever be paid. And when I'm doing what I'm doing in the show, I, I take my interviews incredibly serious. I put in a lot of work. I feel like we get news out of them, okay? But we also, on this show, have opinions where I stake positions Whereas when Tom is doing a traditional report on Channel 5 or as Mark Fry has been providing here, there are differences. This broad basing of the media, they're all the same. They all fit into the the same position. You have to understand the distinguishing differences. When in print you have someone who's just covering this story, this horrifying story, and giving you facts versus many that maybe there's a city side column just somebody who's going to opine and say mental health is the issue or guns are the issue or where are the red flag laws. There are different areas of this profession, just like there are different areas of so many other professions on the vilifying of police. I'm going to get to that near the end with Jason with a little crosstalk because I don't want to run out of time here with you. Um, this obviously affects everyone. By no means would anybody ever equate how much it, it affects us compared to what it does for the family members and the loved ones and the friends and how awful this is that a 27-year-old, a 27-year-old, a 40-year-old, and another officer were shot and the thousands of moments of joy they won't have. But there are times, Tom, when legislature or legislative individuals react to something and something happens. Most of the time, a shooting like this, we don't see changes. Do you see the possibility of anything happening because of this? And then what do we want to say about red flag laws in Minnesota when, when they finally passed and people look at this particular issue? Well, there is going to be a news conference tomorrow morning at the Capitol at 11 uh, with the Protect Minnesota group, which is an anti-gun violence group, and Representative Jamie Becker-Finn will be there, Representative Cedric Frazier. A lot of uh, Democrats who've been involved in these issues before, including including pushing for extreme risk protection, the red flag laws, uh, background checks, they're going to unveil their agenda for this year about what they want to do. Whether that will go anywhere this year after some significant changes that were made last year uh, remains to be seen. But in terms of the red flag laws and background checks, background checks do nothing when somebody obtains guns illegally, like in this case in Burnsville. Um, I'm not sure why there was not an extreme risk protection order. The law is so new 
there apparently was not one in place here, but the man was banned from owning guns for a lifetime, and he still got guns. That's yep. just uh, sadly uh, the way it is. One other thing I wanted to address before you went to break, you said yep. that uh, somebody had texted in, all we ever do is vilify police. Again, yep. the most ludicrous, intellectually dishonest thing you could almost ever hear. Ever since these two police officers and the paramedic firefighter were murdered, uh, we have done nothing but laud their heroics and how they serve the community, and they were trying to save seven children who were in jeopardy. We do that time and time again. Years ago, one of a story I will never top that I first started doing in 1994 was doing a series of investigative stories that eventually helped lead to the arrest of uh, two murder suspects of a St. Paul police officer, Jim Sackett, uh, back in 1970. Yeah, I started right. looking into this 24 years later. There was no vilification there. We were trying to bring justice uh, to this officer and his family, and we did so decades later. And there are other media outlets in town who do the same thing day after day after day. And then you have these knuckleheads who write in and say, all we ever do is vilify police. And that is just not true. And I'll add to the broader conversation. And let's just deal right with George Floyd. After George Floyd, you are allowed to have a conversation where you can be outraged what Derek Chauvin did. You don't have to be outraged. You can have that view. I can cite how the court ruled and upheld it. You can feel like the court disagreed. Some might look at the defund police movement like I did the first day I was on the air and said it's insulting and it's wrong. Others might say we needed it. We have, I can't tell you how often, I will have a present or former police officer on and they almost all echo what Blair Anderson said yesterday. My friend, former St. Cloud police chief, and say the vast majority of officers are very good to grade at what they do. But like every profession, Tom, you have individuals who are poor doctors, poor lawyers, poor talk show hosts, and poor police officers. So if something happens and they're in the minority of the officers and they are corrupt and they are criminal and they are uh, potentially racially profiling, you can identify them. That doesn't mean you're now saying every officer is this because no profession is reflected by one individual. And there's too, uh, too much generalizing by individuals who offer these comments or critics of these comments, in my view. Including the guy who called up Adam Carter yesterday and tried to compare Derek Chauvin to these three heroes killed in the line of duty yesterday. And when Adam pushed back, um, there is no comparison between the two, and the caller called Adam a scumbag. I just, it, it, it's that level of discourse that is so frustrating. I, I know it's a vocal minority, but it is still frustrating because I truly don't believe most of your listeners and most of our viewers think that way, but there's this vocal minority uh, that does, and sadly, uh, they get their point out all too often. Social media is one of the reasons why they're able to. Yeah. Um, the 
I, I don't even know if it's a minority anymore, Tom. I, I, I don't know what's left of the center right and center left of our country. I, I've always believed in it. I still feel like I'm a right somewhere center right, center left in these issues. It's, it's becoming a bigger group. I really enjoyed this conversation. Be well. Love having you on. Be safe, and we'll uh, talk soon. Okay. Thanks, Chad. Tom Hauser, 34 past two on CCO. Okay, so we're on this adventure, and people are visiting us, still doing the show. I love this uh, opportunity. I hope it lasts for as long as I want to, but who knows? It might last until 2.59. You never know. So among the folks visiting me is uh, Michael. Uh, He's my stepson. Uh, Now, Carl and I are not together anymore, but Carl and I were together eight and a half years, and Michael is extraordinarily close to me. His mom, his dad. I know Carl and I are not married we weren't married, so I guess if you want to play the game of technically Michael was never my stepson, fine, technically, but we're extraordinarily close. We've lived together for a long time. He's with me a lot, including out here. And I'm out here in uh, California for a couple months showing uh, Quentin more of life because Quentin faces serious health issues, and we want to expose him to a lot of stuff. And, oh, by the way, it's fun also for us, and I have a unique job where my bosses uh, allow me to do it. So Dave Mike uh, comes out on Friday uh, and it's going back on Monday. He wasn't going to miss a single day of school. And he's leaving on a Delta flight yesterday at uh, 2.10. So Kathleen and Q, they, uh, they head out to the airport earlier because guess what? Michael needs to come out here and have in and out burger, right? It's fine. I I wouldn't stop the world for it. I enjoy it. But Mike likes burgers, so they're going to leave plenty early, have an in and out burger, take him out to the airport, make sure he gets through security, and here we go. I like it. We check online. We see that Mike's flight is on time. It's a uh, 2 o'clock departure. Then I get a text, just as Mike uh, texts me also. Flights move back to 3. So that's one notice. Then the flight is moved back to 345. That's our second notice. Then the flight is moved back to 1030. Again, 210 departures. So we're at three notices, correct? Then we're told it's going to be 1230 (laughs) a.m. Okay. He's a 16-year-old. And so then Carl and I have multiple conversations about this. How do we feel about this? I'm hesitant, okay? But in the end, Carla decides we think we're good. We're gonna, I'm going to take him out there. I'm going to talk to the folks, even though he's 16. Can we just have maybe a little, an extra set of eyes on him? Because now it's a red-eye flight. And that means he's Guess arriving what? about 2.30 hour time. Well... I mean, taking off 2.30 Minneapolis time, so it's 6 a.m. Oh, that's right. I thought you said 12.30. So it's 2. Oh, my goodness. 12.30 a.m. departing Palm Springs. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Now, yes, we're just about to gear up for that. What time are we leaving? Hey, 
9.35 a.m. Okay? We'll go at 9.35 a.m. Then guess what? The flight is canceled. Okay? And we're rebooked on another flight. Then that is moved back. Okay? Then that is moved back. And so the idea that he was going to get out today, that's canceled. The ninth notice, I'm not exaggerating, the ninth notice says it wasn't on the flight yesterday at 2, wasn't 3, wasn't 3.45, wasn't 10.30, wasn't 12.30, wasn't 9.30, wasn't 12.15, wasn't 3. It's now 6 a.m. tomorrow. And that's when I said, uncle, no. So I call, and when you call these major airlines and you try to get on with a human, good luck. It was a shocker, Dave. It was, there's a wait, and it's a 12-minute wait, and do you want to be called back? So where are you uh, philosophically on waiting the 12 minutes, just putting a speaker as I'm, you know, looking at things for the show and communicating with you. Do you just go speaker and listen to the interesting, dull, dialing music? It should be our show. By the way, that's what it should be. But Or do you punch in, number one, say yes, and have them call you back? What's, what's your move on that one? Uh, unless there's something preventing me from it, get me on the speaker because I don't trust they're going to call me back right away when they first have an opportunity. Yeah. I... Thought I made a mistake because I, I was trying to get some things done. I thought, because, oh, by the way, Michael's diabetic, and he should have brought one more pen. He did not. So we also had to go to Walgreens in Palm Desert yesterday and go through the process, bravo to Walgreens, to get another pen out here, okay, just to add to that drama. So I, I pushed the button. And they called me back. They they could get Michael out, but that would include us getting the airport in 30 minutes, and that would then include a three-and-a-half-hour flight, three-and-a-half-hour layover in Seattle. Sounds nice. Doesn't that sound nice? Seattle's beautiful way, this time of year. We can't. I mean, he's sound asleep at this point. And I'm going to get him up, get him through security. It's about 30-minute drive to the airport, and then he's going to fly and last time I checked, Southern California to Minneapolis, Seattle's really not naturally on the way, is it? Well, at least you're getting the north part out of the way. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're getting the north part. And, again, I love Seattle. I don't think he's going to leave the airport and start driving around. Oh, well, you got to check out a Starbucks. Yeah. Well, there's about 5,000 at the airport, so you're good. <laughs> uh, so then guess what we're on? We're on the 210 flight again tomorrow. <laughs> what should I get? Now, they're saying, even though I paid for the flight, it goes to Mike. Fine. That's okay. Mechanical failure. Mechanical failure. I'm not saying uh, I, want, I want Mike to go on the plane. Eh, let's roll the dice, you know? And mechanical failure happens. 
I don't want the bolts to be kind of kind of kind of loose, Dave. I think that we've learned that it wasn't Delta. That that didn't work out very well on that. Uh, no, with Alaska Air. What is fair compensation for nine adjustments on a flight, and uh, including on another flight, and then now getting out two days later? What is a reasonable compensation? What would you say? I would say at I mean that's absurd. I thought the last time I flew out to LA when it was a nine a.m. departure, we ended up taking off just before midnight. Um, my wife and I each got a hundred dollar credit for our next flight on that airline. Whatever, wish it was more, but fine. At least it's something. For this, uh, bare minimum, a free round trip ticket anywhere he wants to go in the U.S. Yeah. Well, like like a texture points out. Um, I got a thousand dollars for change the next day. That's a lot, by the way. When they say any volunteers, yes. Uh, if it's a thousand, there's gonna be a lot of volunteers. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Five hundred bucks minimum round trip. I mean, it's got to be pretty good. Nine changes, and by the way, he's now missing two days of school, and he's gonna miss zero. Uh, let's go Delta. And by the way, we can't even claim anything until he gets on his flight or else it's going to screw up something. So <laughs> this was an odyssey, not, not odyssey. This was an odyssey. Uh, odyssey Jason is an odyssey from, too. Yeah, that's, that is fair. That is accurate. Uh, Jason is next. Jason from Fort Myers, did you hear a little bit of the uh, travel odyssey I was uh, discussing before I the did. break? I did. I did. That sounds frustrating. Yeah. Nine different times Mike's flight was rescheduled. Nine different times. Yeah. And it, what is uh, do they what's tell fair you compensation? Well, when I finally called, they said mechanical issues. Mechanical issues. Hmm. Yeah. Which I'm not going to say, eh, let's roll the dice, you know. I mean, That's to fine. me, like your your flight should be refunded, you know, free flight. Yeah, I think that's that enough. That seems okay. I yeah. don't know. Are you? Uh, let's be honest. Are you prepping at all, or is it just beach time <laughs> for you? And then you just kind of roll in. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, hey, Dan, what players left? What do we got? You know, what do we got? What we got? We got. Oh, we got a single A player. Sure, let's go. Let's, <laughs> right. let's, let's bring let's, him in. You know, behind the scenes <laughs> with uh, yeah. so and so forth. So uh, today was a light day of prep, I would say. I believe that living life is show prep. So last night. Yeah. You've learned Dan that from and me. I, Dan and I went out to dinner. Dan ordered. You're never going to guess what Dan ordered. Uh, I'm sure it was something awful. Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger was lunch something. with nothing on it. Cheeseburger. Hold <laughs> everything, please. Of course. <laughs> but, because Did he tell you by the I'm guessing he also said, listen, we talked before the show, we talked during the show. We don't need to talk anymore. Right. You know, we're right. good. We're good. This is enough. Yeah. This is and don't count on another dinner, too. I mean, we had our one. It was nice. And then yeah. uh he had fish and chips, which is sort of his go to. Of course he did. Uh, of course he did. It's his go to. <laughs> Whenever one is at a fine seafood establishment. <laughs> Yeah, yes, this was the ocean air bet where <laughs> yeah. I, I basically uh, bullied him into getting right. something else. I, of course, 
I take a different approach. I just support him. It's fine. Yeah. It's the new generation. You just want, you know, everyone wants to be seen. They want to be heard. They want to be honored. So I, you know, I didn't say anything. But you do have Byron on today. That's good. Byron today. Very good stuff. I did not realize the extent of the pain that he was in last year. And I don't think he realized how bad it was until the pain was gone. So that was very interesting. He was talking about just how painful it was even to walk up the steps from the dugout to get into the batter's box. I mean, it was that bad. Um, he hasn't go- talked that much about it. So this, this is at 4.30? Yeah, 4.30. Okay. So that was very good. And he's like he's like a kid in a candy shop. He's so happy to be playing center field. So he talks about that, too. And we had Joe Polak right off, right off the top. Excellent. Uh, how was the food at the place last night? This was good. I thought it was very good. Yep. I had uh, I had golf shrimp, so yeah. I I assume they pulled it out right as we were waiting. You know, very fresh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they I, ordered it from U.S. Foods and it got shipped from Minnesota. Who knows? Uh, we don't. Probably know. likely. Can you have golf shrimp without cocktail sauce? Uh, I did. In fact, oh, I had like really? some other uh, kind of spicy nonsense. I don't know. Edgy. More of Jason coming up next for three hours on CCO. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.